Welcome to the Good Fiction Podcast. Join us as we continue with Shadow Walker, Chapter 20. With Tony in jail, the story had been on the news, and the fact that Christy and Lucy saw each other every day but couldn't talk made school rough. People knew, but except for a few insensitive people, no one really said anything. Still, it was there. The people who went out of their way to not say anything or ignore it seemed to be most awkward. The fact that the girls were on probation was common knowledge too. Whatever one of the girls was asked to go do something, it was always followed by, can you do that? One thing that immediately changed was the association both girls had with the partiers. By the rules of rehabilitation, those people were off limits. They didn't much want to hang with the girls either. Those relationships were still on a anyhow, how's it going type basis. But that was it. Included in that was LaShondra. Sheep crossed paths with Chrissy and Lucy both on a regular basis. They ignored each other at first. That eventually turned into a smile while passing in the hallway, then an occasional hello, but that was it. Both girls had come closer to coming to terms with Tony than with LaShondra. It was almost like what she did was worse in a way. Tony was strung out on coke, drunk, high. Not that it's a reason for any kind of an excuse to rob a store, but he had done wrong, admitted it, and was paying the price for it. LaShondra had deceived and betrayed. The most awkward situation at school was by far that Chrissy and Lucy couldn't talk to each other. Even Keith thought it was a little ridiculous. They had two classes together, economics and science. In economics, they were assigned seats close to each other and from the start were exchanging glances and smiles, rolling their eyes at the teacher's comments and giving each other the peace sign at first, eventually turned to passing notes. You're not talking. I'm not talking, right? Chrissy wrote, in the first note. Talking is when sound comes out of your mouth, responded Lucy. I've missed you, Chrissy wrote. Even though you've lost your mind. What? I got stitches, and I promise you none leaked out. I don't know. You're going out with Martin, she returned. The day they were passing that note, they almost got in trouble. That wouldn't have been good. Supposedly, the court was going to check their discipline records at some point, and getting into trouble for passing notes to each other would be a violation of their probation for sure. Even so, they risked it. They missed each other. They had something in common that no one else could understand. Chrissy's ban on driving went well into the school year, but... She was able to get there with her brother, who drove almost every day. Mom had given up her rights to her beloved Suburban to allow Martin to get Chrissy to rehab 
school, probation, and any other appointment. Chrissy was getting more and more to a point where she liked spending time with Martin. Like Lucy, he was one of the few people in the world that understood her situation and where she was coming from. She felt so comfortable that she decided to confide in him about her communicating with Lucy. In the safety of the truck, they were able to freely let their conversations flow without having to worry about being overheard. At first, Keith played the role of Martin, the brother protector, when he was told that Chrissy and Lucy were passing notes, not wanting either one of them to lose their probation. After giving it a little thought, though, he decided not to harp on her about it. He told her to be careful and not to let anyone else know that they were passing notes. She was going to do it anyway, he reasoned. In their conversation that day, though, he thought that he had made it clear that their communication should stop there with the notes. It didn't, though. Lucy and Chrissy gradually began to speak to each other in the hallway at school. It was a hello or a comment that only the two of them would understand and gradually increased from there. Eventually, they were sneaking off to remote corners of the school during lunch for 30-minute conversations careful not to let too many people see them. Those conversations always seemed to be about one thing, LaShondra. Their hatred toward her was growing. Chrissy had been to see Tony in jail by this point. She told Lucy that he had lost a lot of weight and was scared. Although he had started all of this, the girls both agreed LaShondra was the one that burned them. Not only was it her that did it, but she did it in a way that was ugly, inexcusable. I'd love to get her back, said Lucy one day. She was halfway joking at first, but then the girls looked at each other like a gigantic gold mine had been struck. That's not a bad idea, said Chrissy. What exactly did you have in mind? Lucy leaned back against the brick wall of the girls' gym where they had hidden themselves. Cars drove by, their drivers busy on their way to lunch, their jobs, their lives. The air was crisp and cool now. With the season turning, cool air blew through Lucy's hair as she contemplated Chrissy's question. Lunch was almost over. The red brick of the gym building was as cool as the air. She began to twirl a strand of hair as it fell over her shoulder. I wasn't really serious, were you? Lucy was checking Chrissy. Why not? She screwed us. Serves her right. Actually, it wouldn't be too hard to do. What do you mean? The smirk on Chrissy's face indicated that she was at least more than willing to listen to Lucy's suggestion. Hey, what are you young girls doing back here? It was a teacher. Get back to class. The girls smiled at each other and walked past the teacher, who was content to only challenge them with a glare. With only a few minutes left until they would be tardy to their next class, they quick-stepped it to their lockers. 
Chrissy turned to wave goodbye at Lucy. When she turned, she collided with someone coming the other way. It was LaShondra. LaShondra had already been to her locker and the books she had been carrying for her afternoon classes along with a binder scattered in different directions as both girls tumbled to the tile floor. Chrissy landed on top of LaShondra. Get off of me, you bitch, LaShondra smacked. Chrissy rolled off of her, still a little shaken by the collision. Standing up, she saw LaShondra's books spread across the hall. Her binder had opened, too. There was a scattering of papers all over the hall. LaShondra got up and picked up as many of the papers as she could get while picking up the books. She left the rest sitting in the middle of the hall, causing streams of students to try to get to class on time to curve around a mess. Watch where you're going next time, Chrissy. Oh, it's Chrissy now. Just a second ago, it was bitch. Whatever, just watch out. Lysandra started to walk off now with clumps of paper and books turned in different directions being held across her chest. What's the hurry, Lysandra? You don't want to talk to me? asked Christy. Sarcastically, of course. Now she stood in front of her, keeping her pinned between the wall and the passing students. Move, Chrissy. I'm going to be tardy. Oh, that's okay if you are. I won't tell on you, Lashandra. Chrissy emphasized the word tell. Let me buy, Chrissy. What are you in such a hurry for, Lashandra? Come on, stay and talk a while. We haven't talked since, well, since you ratted on all of us. I said move, Chrissy. Lashandra's teeth were clenched. Chrissy knew it was time to back down. She didn't need any trouble at school, especially with Lashandra. She had never been in a fight in her life, but if Lashandra would have pushed her, she could have done it that day. She walked off shaking her head at how close she had come to getting into trouble and losing her probation. After school, she caught sight of Lucy and walked behind her so no one could see them talking. She told her what happened with Lashandra in the hallway. You think she knows we're not supposed to be talking to each other, asked Lucy. I doubt it. The school doesn't seem to know. Why would she? Let's be careful. I don't trust her. Lucy made it to the locker, turned the combination lock, and popped it open. Chrissy stood two lockers away with her back against them. Her books were held against her chest, and she faced the crowds of students so as not to be obvious that she was talking with Lucy. I still like the idea you had earlier today, she said. You know, it sounds better to me all the time, too. Lucy slammed her locker shut. What's got you so mad now? I've got to go. Lucy looked at Chrissy with a smirk on her face. It's pee test day. Can't be late for that. Well, it's not all bad. I mean, tonight is your big night with Martin, right? Chrissy was teasing Lucy, but it came across as more of a laugh at her. Lee said Lucy. She didn't want Chrissy to know how much she was really looking forward to the date. The situation got even more embarrassing when Chrissy pointed to a face in the approaching crowd. 
It was her brother. Lucy got the feeling they had been caught talking to each other, but she knew Martin wouldn't say anything to get them in trouble. Still, he was concerned. It was obvious when the first words out of his mouth were, I don't know how you made it this long without getting in trouble. Come on, Chrissy, I need to go home and get ready for my big date tonight. Lucy smiled broadly at the tease. Chrissy poked her in the ribs as she walked by. Once they got in the car, Keith told Chrissy to please be careful about talking to her. She agreed that they would, and they would work to not get caught. Chrissy also told her brother about the confrontation she had had with LaShondra earlier in the day. On this issue, Keith wasn't quite so understanding about her attitude toward LaShondra. How is it that you've been able to sit down and visit with Tony, but still be so angry at LaShondra, he asked. What LaShondra did was different, Martin. Don't you see that? It was probably hard for her. She was looking out for her brothers and her mother, maybe? How would you know that? Keith quickly jumped in to divert Chrissy's attention from the question she had just asked. Just don't be so quick to judge her. Give her a chance just like you did Tony. That's all I'm saying. The rest of their short trip home was spent silently thinking about the comments made and listening to the radio. Lord, move in a way that I've never seen before. There's a moment in the way and a lock on the door. I'm drifting away. Waves are crashing to the shore. A band called FFH sang. The words hit Keith strongly. He wanted Chrissy to forgive LaShondra, but things seemed to be getting worse.